C-J-A-M, C-Jam, 99.1 FM, reaching higher ground in Waiwiong, Windsor, Detroit. Save the date. C-Jam is celebrating 40 years on the FM dial this coming November. Circle Saturday, November 18th on your calendar and plan to join us for an anniversary party for the ages at Art Windsor, Essex. Stay tuned for more details or visit us at cjam.ca for more information. This is Absent Sounds on CJAM. Oh my gosh! We just hope it's safe. Don't be safe. Okay. That's all good. I don't know if you want to hold it. I'll hold it. I'm so sorry. My hands are slipping. So, yeah. Um, but. Where do you where do you want to start? Let's um let's start with the show. Okay. So we and I take the streetcar and the train to go to a show at the Bubble Underground, Toronto. Lutalo is opening and Claude is headlining. This next one is a newer one. This is our first time seeing either of them live, but we had been following Lutalo for quite some time now. Since around 2020, 2021-ish, if you remember what was going on around then, three years ago, with Black Lives Matter and the murder of George Floyd, we and I made an intentional effort to seek out underground Black artists to play on our show each week. He's got a stage man. By then, Lutella only had a few songs out, so they definitely qualified. Going, music going, yep, we're good. Do you guys do like a clap or something? I'm gonna say the clap, but I just, I'm like, <laughs> just gonna, yeah. Okay, we're starting it now. Before I get carried away, how rude of me. I didn't even introduce myself. My name is Weedy Mambo, and you're currently tuned in to Absent Sounds on CGEM 99.1 FM, reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. Along with my twin sister, Weezy Mambo, we pick tomes to dive into every week, and as we dive into them, we'll give you any interesting tidbits we find along the way. Today's episode is a conversation with Lutalo Jones, or Lutalo. Lutalo was, is still currently on tour and we reached out to talk to them during their stop in Toronto at the Velvet Underground. We tried to find a quiet spot to do the interview so if it sounds like we're in an alleyway and there's cars about to kidnap us and take us somewhere far away in the night that's because we actually are Um, but that's as good as it's going to get at 11pm in downtown Toronto. Now, as you might have guessed, because this is an album play through show, we're going through Lutalo's latest EP called Again, which came out on the 25th of August. If you haven't had a chance to play through it yet, or if this is your first introduction to Lutalo, you're in for a treat because we'll be going from top to bottom along with our interview. Cool. 
Lutalo is really as genuine as they come, and it was such a pleasure to speak to them and have them on the show. Thank you to Patrick and Toby for helping organize this, Lutalo for their time, and you for joining us for another episode of Absent Sounds. Now, on to the interview. I started a few years ago, back in like 2019 or something like that, mm-hmm. when I was um, kind of just trying to present my production because I didn't think I could really sing. And, um, and you didn't think you could sing? No. That's so interesting. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I at that point I was just kind of like I I knew how to write my own melodies and stuff like that, but I hadn't really sang before, and so I I, I knew I could write songs, but. Um, as I tried to write, it just I didn't think it matched the quality that I would have wanted. So I just used this project to show what I could do for other people, basically. Okay. And then um, it unfolded. People ended up liking the voice, my voice, which was Aww. cool. And then I started liking my voice more. Okay. And that's kind of been like the natural progression of it. Um, and now it's just like a reflection of what I like to create hard because it's not really like there was a lot of intention specifically set for like what the style was going to be for this project mm-hmm. but um, it's just an accurate journal of what I'm into and what I'm doing and what I, rep- what I represent stylistically right now. Yeah. I was just going to ask because I know that you started off well um, at least I had read that you played a lot of drums. West African drumming that you did, and I'm not sure what your surrounding around you when you grew up was like, but I can only assume it was different than West Africa at this moment or in the current iteration of Latalum. How close do you feel to it? Yeah, so I mean, I think being of African descent, but being from likely more of a slave-born lineage, I don't have a deep connection with Africa specifically, but the generation that my dad is from was a generation that was trying to reconnect with a lot of African traditions and then also trying to reinterpret it in their own Americanized way basically because it's it, they don't have the same context or relationship with it right and so I think that that was what my parents were they're like the African hippies of that time period basically right our family's from West Africa, but like many others across the diaspora, we've never actually stepped foot onto the continent. And so finding ways to connect with our heritage is something we're really interested in. And I guess that's why the conversation seems to follow much of that thread. And so in that sense, I think that was where my dad probably got deeper into um, African drumming and culture at that time. And then we just had that as a fundamental base for my rhythm, sense of rhythm, and playing drums and music in general. That sense of rhythm followed Lutalo and obviously shines through in all their work. 
That last clip, that was from a jam session earlier this year with Lutalo and Max Olerchik, Big Thief's bass player. And even on their Instagram, you can see a lot of cool tidbits of that sense of rhythm. I know I personally love hearing stories from other young Black individuals and the drum, that heartbeat of Africa. When my mom went back to Liberia in 2008, she brought home this drum for our little brother, and it was only a small child's drum, but I have it right here. And that sound holds a story of so many different things. I do kind of want to touch more on that, too, because I think that for at least I know a lot of people that that are black, they do kind of feel like they try to separate themselves from any part of their heritage, whether that be, you know, from Africa or from their race or just anything. And so I wonder when you were younger, did you ever feel any tension? I didn't want to say resentment, but was there ever a... You mean like almost shame? Yeah, I mean, it's complicated. I think... um at the end of the day, you kind of are, you are looking at our history, and I mean, a lot of it for black people in America that come from slave lineage, or enslaved lineage, right? They are constantly kind of told this narrative that we were always the losers, yeah. basically, right? And my dad didn't really believe in pushing that narrative onto us, I guess. I think he, like, gave it to us what he felt what the information that he felt was real mm-hmm. was real which I, I I also think obviously is very real um, and there was never a I don't think I had any resentment towards our our ancestors I think there's been there was a moment where I was kind of seeing a lot of my friends of like Asian descent that could have cultural things that they could attached yeah. to or like tattoo styles or yeah, yeah. things that they really connected to and I I wanted to have something like that but it's kind of in vain mm-hmm. in our in our time period I feel yeah. even the ancestry like websites oh and gosh, stuff like that yeah. I don't really yeah. think I don't think that's real <laughs> I really think that that at least for I mean like there's some records for sure like that's real but um no, I'm just. I'm not. Li- I'm sorry. I'm not listening to you. Yeah, I'm not listening to some company tell me where I'm from because I don't. I, yeah, it's just not. I don't know. I just don't leave it. So, yeah, that's that's where I come. I come to. And so, in that sense, I've had to just. I think, and a lot of Black people come to this conclusion is we've had to just re-evaluate how we view our lineage. We now have a chance to either create our own traditions and create our own culture and I think historically in America black people have done that and I'm just trying to add to that at this point now so no resentment I'm just I'm just doing my part yeah you know it's just uh, we're living we're and we're here right now and we got to do make do with what we got you know so I feel like a lot of people, when they see a black person doing anything, they kind of think it's like, oh, you have to be in this box. But I even love when you were on stage tonight when you were saying it's kind of like everything, a mishmash of all kinds of genres. You're just existing, and I feel like it's really important for people to just exist in all different types of spaces the way they are and not really have to attach anything to it. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm just trying to make music. And that was what, Mm -hmm. uh, again, was about was to, like, the label was to be like, I, again, this is just the cycle of people making me mm-hmm. making music, another human being in this time period making the same that was happening yep. a little yep. while ago, you know. 
That human being that just happens to be making music in this time period is Lutalo. You're tuned into a conversation we have with Lutalo here on Apps and Sounds on CGM 99.1 FM. Lutalo is playing a couple of shows and has been playing quite a few shows over the last few weeks. We caught up with Lutalo during their stop in Toronto, but if you miss them, your next bet is to go and catch them in Brooklyn, New York on October 4th. They're going to be doing a morning show, which gives you just enough time to drive all the way back to Detroit or Windsor to start your work day. But you'll most likely probably be late, so no worries. We've got you covered over here playing through their latest EP again, starting off with the song PLPH. to the song PLPH behind the fuzzy distorted guitars and glitchy almost dial tone like beat you notice something peeking through it's right there did you catch it? in the lyrics Butalo is pointing to something a little bit more dire And if you missed it, well, that's kind of like the situation itself. As black people in America, you're kind of given a choice left or right kind of situation, at least that's the way it's presented. And there's been this sense of, oh, like you kind of have to base your political approach based off this spectrum that we've presented to you. Ultimately and historically it's not really been in the best interest of black people in in general and that's where we had movements like the Black Panther Party arise because federal and local governments were not showing up for these people and so communally they had to come together and make ends meet by working together. It's been historically also many, obviously many attempts to disrupt that 
And so at the end of the day, I think when it comes to the concept of PLPH at its real core, it's just this frustration and pain of having to try to live within this falsified democracy that you kind of have to try to find the, the better of the two evils that yeah. never really look out for you. You just kind of are here and hope that you can get some better treatment. But um, I think fundamentally, it's not about the treatment. It's more about the abolishment of the concept of how this yeah. that the system approaches treating people in general. And it doesn't just hurt black people. It hurts people of all, all backgrounds. But historically, the black people have gotten the brunt end of it so how do you explain that to the people nobody's really benefiting from it it. yeah and indoctrination and brainwashing and propaganda gets us all you know so i mean there's black people that have that and and that you know i don't blame them necessarily but i i think it was just a little call out to be like hey this is what i'm feeling right now and think if you think about it long enough you'll come to a similar conclusion <laughs> i don't know i might be wrong you know i whatever but this is just what i feel and i try to keep it real on that end you know yeah i liked how you mentioned that you just kind of hope that things get better what does hope look like for you yeah i mean taking care of the kids and taking on that mantle of what it means to be an adult stepping up where other generations failed to meet for for our needs and yeah I mean it just comes from talking with you guys talking with other people that kind of I think I think it's coming to a head I think a fair amount of people in our time are feeling this restlessness and this uneasiness around this is just not working for a lot of people and I think a lot of people are tired I don't think we're as workers as just working class people are not getting treated very well and in the past it's been really easy to silence that but now I think there's more mediums and places where we can just be like, no, I don't, we're not going to take this anymore. And we can communicate and say, like, you're not alone. Just because the people in your circle don't believe or just don't see what you're seeing or feeling doesn't mean that you're completely alone. And now we have places where you can organize and communicate with other people that are saying and feeling the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And you know, that just creates more power around it. Yeah, that's a really beautiful thing, too. I was even going to take that a little because this is going to sound a little left field but I'll I'll bring it back so you know the movie um, Into the Wild a young man named Chris McCandless walked into the Alaskan wilderness with nothing but a rifle and a bag of rice. For a bit of context here, Into the Wild is one of our favorite movies. We read the biography by John Krakow and watched the film in the same summer. A journey that would transform him that would uh, kill the false spiritual being within but watching the story of someone who, in some ways, does personify you can leave you feeling pretty moved, especially when it's a little tragic. Now, there is a lot of criticism about Chris's actions when he goes to Alaska, but I don't think that's really necessarily what drew me in. It was the pull of leaving everything behind. There's something so alluring about turning inwards and essentially forsaking your fellow man. He picked Alaska, as so many people have and still do, because it's our last great wilderness. And in a way, just the idea of you moving to Vermont kind of reminds me of that, but not in the same vein. Because Eve as part of me really wants to do that, just you know, abandon it. I don't want to have part of this and go into the woods. Yeah. And I know that it's hard to balance 
everything. I, I don't know if you found that balance. Or... It it is, and I don't think I have found that balance. I mean, I I want to make it clear that I don't think that everybody should do what mm-hmm. do that, and I don't think that that's just the solution. Is just run away or yeah. just disappear from it and just try to close your eyes or just try to pretend like it doesn't exist or anything like that. I think there's a presentation of going out and being self-sufficient and being this lone wolf in situation, but that's just not what humans are about, and I don't really believe that that is the solution whatsoever. And also, when it comes down to it, I think some people do that whole lone wolf situation because they're like, I'm just tired of other people. I'm tired of people I can't get along. Like, everything, every, I don't trust people. No, at the end of the day, everything Thing that you come from is from people yeah. and you need to recognize that and come to terms with that a hammer for example you know how many generations of people and work that it took to get that hammer in your That's hands a, yeah, really you thought. can't act like you don't like people because people still work for you whether you like it or not and now I think what it really needs to come down to is whether you care about those people genuinely <laughs> and or not and want better treatment for the people that get you things that you need in your life mm-hmm. i i believe that people that add great value to our society should be treated well i i think that's wild that that might be a, a crazy thing to say but like, <laughs> you are yeah, how yeah exactly but like i think that that's just should be a basic thing i you you serve the community in a great way mm-hmm. everybody needs what you do to function so treat those people with respect and kindness that's what it takes Two. 
tunes and thank you so much for joining us as we play through the ep again by lutalo those two songs come off of the ep and they're hold my head and the old cast my name is weedy mambo and you're listening to another episode of apps and sounds here on cjam 99.1 fm reaching higher ground in windsor and detroit if you've tuned into the show before you'll know that every monday from 1 to 2 30 my twin sister weezu and i will dive into two albums together usually one from Canada to get our CanCon in, and then one from anywhere else in the world that we feel like exploring that day. And we'll take apart the album and dive into it together, giving you any interesting tidbits and stories we find along the way. And honestly, I think the best way to do that is to hear from the artists themselves through interviews. And today we are so fortunate to have Lutalo on the show. We met up with Lutalo after their set, playing at the Velvet Underground with Claude. And as you hear, the interview will also be playing through the EP again. Don't go anywhere. Jim Carrey is a Canadian. Katie Lang is a Canadian. Martin Short is a Canadian. Frider Tudeau is a Canadian. Michael J. Fox is a Canadian. Leslie Nielsen is a Canadian. Shannon Tweed is a Canadian. Mac Makeup is a Canadian. Lynn Evangelista is a Canadian. Neil Young is a Canadian. Brian Adams is a Canadian. Sharon Bruno is a Canadian. Wayne Gretzky is a Canadian. You're listening to 99.1 CJAM FM in Windsor and Detroit. Dear listeners, as you may have heard, Meta, which owns Instagram and Facebook, is blocking Canadian access to all content created by news providers, including this radio station, in response to the Online Broadcasting Act. Access to local news and information matters to everyone, and while radio stations use their airwaves to keep you informed, we also use social media to share local news, events, and initiatives, and even content about our upcoming programming. We need you to write your MP and convey your concerns. Learn more and find a letter template for your MP on our website. Thank you for your support. At least for myself, it resonates, and uh, it's always something I need to remind myself not to, you know, fall into that trap of thinking. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's natural because I think there's a lot of people, or there are some people that say that if you're feeling okay in a sick society, then that's not okay, and if you're not feeling okay in a sick society, then you might actually be onto something, and you you shouldn't feel you shouldn't just be able to cope and feel okay with a lot of the things that are happening and the way that things are happening. I think so. I don't know. It's this is all life things. <laughs> I, you could go on like we could dive into every aspect of it's it's nitty gritty. It's going to be a lot of work 
just for the rest of humanity, but um, at least I would like to be working towards something that is going to last somewhat, you know. And I don't, I don't believe in giving up because we're feeling lazy. Because I feel like that's what previous generations yeah, have yeah, done, yeah. and I think that's whack as hell. There was a chance for people to have better, uh, better lives, and I think we have a society that likes to believe that we reward good treatment and deeds, but that's not true. And that's just where it is, you know. So, I think also because you kind of remind me of uh, we used when I were talking about it before, um, dr- like during the show, because I just finished reading the house on Mongo Street, and okay. you know the, the end, the last story where she has to come back, you know, come back to the place where where you're from. Where you're so it's so easy to just leave in the same way, you know, think I can turn my back on this stuff and I don't have to look at it if it's bothering me, but it's like the cyclical nature where you can go back and also help people that can't get out of whatever situation that you came out of too. So I, I don't know, I'm just kind of curious about how music plays into that not turning your back on other people or not turning back on yourself or anything. myself as best as I can and just really dive into the experience of just being a living human being. The more I try to run away from it, the more struggle I have. I sold my soul to some other guy. It's not looking out for my future self and my past self. At the end of the day, I'm just also just trying to exist, you know, and take life with what it is. There's a coat man So everyone knows that he's cold It's just a joke man And he's just there to play the show See all those words inside of your head He already knows No words find in this infancy He killed that kid, now there's a hole that's what it takes to be on top. That's what it takes to be on top. Push back, baby, don't you 
not even with the intention of like, like this, this grand kind of situation. It's just me just being like, this is how I'm feeling and this is how I feel. And people can criticize that or be like, I'm dumb or whatever. Dumb. But, you know. No. I mean, you know, I, I have to kind of stay open to it all at the end of the day if I'm also trying to be still honest yeah. with myself. Is like, I, I don't think I know more than anybody else and I don't want to live my life as that way, I think. I'll always try to stay open to just understanding. It's hard for me. I'm, I'm pretty uh, bullish okay. in my mind, but I, I, it's definitely something I want to be able to do. I don't want to feel stuck in my mentality on anything, so I'll, I'll, I'll try to move like one. Oh,
songs were Pushback Baby, Scraps, and Strange Folk. I hope you are doing all right and that you're enjoying those tunes because they come off of the EP again by Lutalo. And if you're enjoying the tunes, well, you're in for a treat because here on Absent Sounds, we are interviewing Lutalo. What's something that you've been opening yourself towards recently? Hmm. I think it's more structure in my life. I've approached things based out of just reaction and, and emotion in, in those moments or just whatever I'm feeling. And I would like to be a little bit more organized okay. and also just have some more ritual practices in my life that I can um, come to 
to center myself rather than kind of just see what happens. I think it's yeah. cool to see what happens, but I don't think it's necessarily long-term going to work for me because it just feels, for my brain, it just doesn't work. And it's really hard for me to keep to, to like, structure. But um, I'm going to try. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what comes of it. I don't know. It's so interesting because I feel like a lot of people say that touring does kind of give them that structure in their life. And then when they're not on tour, that they just don't have anyone telling them what to do or whatever. You've been touring a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's been a busy year. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just curious about, like, what does that... I, I mean, do, are there practices that, that you can put in place now that will still help you even after you're not on the road or anything? Yeah, um, being intentional with what I eat and drink, and it's really easy for me to forget about food okay. and water and all that stuff and just being in a human body is it's the basics are it, I don't know why I struggle with that but I, I do I'm trying to be more conscious around that taking care of myself moving my body stretching I'd like to stretch more I'm definitely not doing that enough but um, these are all things that I'm like I could always put off until like forever and into my 30s or whatever but I know that if I took care of it now, I would thank myself later. It's just a matter of really having the discipline to show up for myself now. Sleep is important. I love sleep, but um, I struggle with sleeping too. Honestly, a lot of functional, basic human functioning stuff I struggle with. Breathing. Yeah, breathing. No, honestly, I'm a shallow breather, so I'm not. I know, so I'm kind of, I think that's also why I question, I dive into like, what is this experience? Because a lot of it, the basic stuff does feel hard for me for some reason, and I'm trying to to work on that. We'll see. We'll see how it works out. I think I'm, I think I'm doing better. We'll follow up in like two months. Yeah, and then I'll be like shriveled up in the corner. The next few months will definitely prove to be pretty interesting for Lutalo. Over the last few days of September, wrapping up some shows in the U.S. and if you uh, missed them playing in. Illinois and Michigan and Ontario, then the next closest show for anyone in the Windsor, Detroit vicinity, the next closest date will be October 4th in New York, which isn't even really that close, but you get the gist. Before heading over to Pitchfork Paris in November and then playing another show with Youth Lagoon and Barry in London on November 12th. But please go and do see Lutalo live, because if this recording is any indicator of a great live show that they can put on, uh, you're in for quite a treat. This is just a little snippet we got at our show, and if you do go and see Lutalo, please go and get us some merch. The designs are so cool, but uh, there was no merch at our show, and I don't want to pay for shipping. So go and get some merch from a show, get double the merch, and then go and donate one to me. What, what, like, where do I want to see myself yeah. in that? In and that we'll thing. send this little recording to you. Yeah. That would be tight. Yeah. Um, I'm really trying to work on not stressing over things that don't really exist. 
even when being able to recognize the things that are actively are created to create stress in our life, like mm-hmm. financial instability yeah. and and like bills or whatever. I mean, finances is always something. I think that was something I grew up having like struggles with, yeah. and so now I have this innate feeling of a, a scarcity mentality. I'm really trying to work through that because I'm okay now. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not in the situation I was as a kid, but retraining my body to recognize that I'm safer now is something I'd really like to be able to work towards because I think I create a lot of personal turmoil just worrying or concerning myself with this scarcity that I I, I don't truly believe I have. Yeah. And this isn't just financially, but mentally in any in any regard, with anything. I would like to be able to find my peace around that and just understand that I think I'll be okay for the most part and yeah that I think that's that's an important one for me no I do think that's something we've been struggling with too so yeah at least for me it becomes this thing of extreme imbalance where on one hand I'll be like if I'm not in the scarcity mindset I'll overextend myself and I won't know how to control myself it's hard to find the balance so no I, I, I it's exactly that I mean I just not not creating something that's not there for yourself. I mean, I, I get why it happens and why we feel this way. At the end of the day, I've been fine for years. I've made it here, you know? I always have to check in with myself. I'm like, when I get home, back home, I'm like, oh, I, I've made it back home multiple times, alive, and okay, and, and in one piece, mm-hmm. which is something I'm very grateful for. And when I check in with myself about that, I'm like, things are typically and usually okay at least for me I feel lucky obviously in my situation but um, I don't I don't think I need to hold on to this fear around that and I think being able to let go of that fear is something I would really love to grow into more Um, because I think that's also rooted with why I feel like this need want to live a self-sustainable life somewhat too is this fear of maybe someday I won't be able to provide for yeah, myself. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people feel as well, is what if this gets yanked from underneath yeah, yeah, me? Yeah. And I don't want to worry about that. And I don't want to have to worry about that for other people either because I care about other people. Yeah. So that means that i got to come together as people and figure out solutions. You know? Closing out our interview with Lutala, we're going to play this absolute banger of a track, and it comes off the EP. It's called War. This track is so much fun, but it doesn't even actually compare to the amount of fun we had recording this interview. Uh, I think one day the outtakes will see the light of day. They're pretty wild. Thank you so much, Lutala, for being on the show. And while we say goodbye to Lutala, we're not actually done with Absent Sounds. We've got some more time left, so we'll be playing a little bit of another EP from a Montreal-based artist coming right up. Don't go anywhere. Hello, I am Lutala, and you're listening to CJAM 99.1 FM, Windsor and Detroit. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> 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 
Okay, but you know what I've been hearing? You know how I feel, Daria. You're gloomy. I knew I could talk to you, Daria. You're always miserable. Tragedy hits the school and everyone thinks of me. The popular guy died and now I'm popular because I'm the misery chick. But I'm not miserable. I'm just not like them. You're listening to CJAM 99.1 FM. Your voice of the underground since 1983. Hey, CGEM listeners. 
Looking for more ways to connect with CJAM programming? Try streaming CJAM through iHeartRadio. Listen online, download the iHeartRadio app, or use your smart speaker. Okay, Google, play CJAM on iHeartRadio. No matter where you are, experience CJAM FM on higher ground. If you all these strange people that I run into, they're really bringing down my blue. Welcome back to Absent Sounds here on CJAM 99.1 FM, reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. My name is Weedy Mambo, and I am one half of your duo hosting team here on Absent Sounds. We just finished playing through our interview with Lutalo, along with the EP that they just released called Again. Uh, And if you missed that first hour of the show, do go and check it out on the archives. You can catch the archive of this episode on cjam.ca and click on Apps and Sounds. You'll see this episode's up for, I think, two weeks on the site. And then it will be also up on our personal archive for Apps and Sounds. So if you go to our Instagram or go to our Twitter or whatever social media, what have you, you'll find Apps and Sounds. And on our link tree, we have our archives You'll be able to take a listen to this interview, as well as countless other really fun ones we've done in the past as well. And uh, go and give Lutella stuff a listen. You definitely will not regret it. But for the last bit of our show, we're going to play some CanCon. And one of my favorite, or just a musician I've been really enjoying over the last few 
months. This is Evie Bird, and this album, Puff Piece, came out last year in October, so almost about a year ago now. You already got a little taste of Evie Bird and the album Puff Piece with the first two songs in that last set, which were White Light and Fuel. Evie Bird's music is definitely funky, hip-hop, jazz, rock type of stuff. And Puff Piece marks the debut release from E.B. Bird. He is from Montreal, and uh, the record is currently available through Royal Mountain Records. Upon immersing myself in this album, I couldn't help but notice the musical influences that evoke thoughts of Tame Impala, albeit with a fresh twist. Lyrically, the record delves more into challenges faced by musicians on the road, exploring the emotional and mental strains that become their constant companions. Themes encompassed within this release, including the importance of one's social circle, feelings of isolation, and sensation the sensation of merely going through the motions. There are seven tracks in this EP. Sorry, I think I said album, but EP, and uh, it finds the artist really reckoning with morality, healthlessness, melancholy, sorrow, and futility with a smile on his face and a wink in his eye. It's so interesting because you would not think that this album deals with all that stuff as you play through it, but um, it is a kind of got that smile with a sad face underneath it going on. I mentioned a little earlier that we started off our playthrough with the first two songs in this record which were white light and fuel we'll keep going down with three more songs which will be better way still and the ring once again they come off of puff piece by E.B. bird and ring is probably my favorite track in uh, on here it's the ring is a really really great song it is honestly the standout track here it blends these acoustic elements with hip-hop influences and it really shines a spotlight on this relentless hustle culture in the end it's a culture that takes a toll on everyone on the individuals that do find themselves in this position of only working and never getting to reap the benefits or the rewards of their hard work it's all work and no play This track in general is supposed to be about pushing yourself to a limit, to a point where it takes a toll on you. E.B. Bird began writing this song by describing how he looked and felt on any given moment while on tour, which is pretty sad or pretty heartbreaking. As the album's theme, the song also deals with morality and the futility of life. Just take a listen to the song and let me know if you even would catch a glimpse of any of that as you heard the song. Because I for sure did not until reading into it and preparing the stuff to play for you on today's show. Still got the 
same car for niggas to
Holding up as we speak, stuck on the beach. Pretty young thing with a tongue ring, sucking her teeth. Let her go on the sheets at the Mosey Walls. Where we at? And when we chill at a spot, she can't have no company. She knew I made a hundred thousand off that comfort suite. Why these niggas chasing cloud? I'm calm, comfy. Ran it up, steady climbing up that money tree. Burning back to back, backwards, ever so humbly. Them other niggas ain't the one, it's only one of me. She told me money make her come, I told her come with me. Money seen, money gone, I let her crumble me. Bagging up in my honeycomb, she my honeybee. These niggas wanna be blocks, they just some wannabes. Bunch of fake thugs, hoping blood flood my dungarees. Really touched a hundred thousand off that comfort sweet. I let these niggas run their mouth while I run I the street. I was in a hotel, I was stuck in my cell. Looking like that samurai cross. Yeah. From the rain, that was so quick down in the well. Long That was Better Way, Still, and The Ring off of Puff Piece by Montreal-based artist Evie Bird. My name is Weedy Mambo, and thank you so much for tuning in and for joining me for over an hour, 90 minutes of uh, playing through music. It's a great thing to do, and I love sharing music with you here on Apps and Sounds, because every Monday from 1 to 2.30, I'm here along with my twin sister, and we picked albums to dive into. Today we did something a little different because we had an interview with, with Lou Tolo. And for the last bit of our show, we are playing through a Puff Piece together. We're actually nearly done. We only got two more songs left to go, Autopilot and Walnut, which is the closer. It's surprising that we got through this given the fact that we almost never get through our album playthroughs. But I am feeling a little bit tired today, so I'm sorry if there isn't really much for me to say. I'm going to be so real with you, my voice hurts, and I would like to just drink water. But the closing track, Walnut, is a pretty slow, dreamy guitar ditty that is asking the listener, asking us, the question, should Evie Bird give up this path in his career that he's made for himself and go for a steady, but potentially dead-end job, or continue doing originally what he set out to do and just keep putting out music. I would say keep putting out music because I'm selfish and would like to hear some more of his stuff, but I think we all kind of get to that point where we don't know what else to do with our lives, and when we hit that crossroads, no one else can answer the question for us or pick a direction as much as you wish you could have someone else guiding you. Overall, this is... A question not only to E.B. Bird, but also to us as, are you happy with your current position? Or is there something else you think you're supposed to be? Is there somewhere else you're supposed to be? I can't answer that for you, but hopefully this record will give you some of the right questions to ask as you go down that journey. To close us out, we are going to play the last two songs, Autopilot and Walnut, and we might squeeze in one more from E.B. Bird as well we'll see we have time for but thank you so much for being a part of this journey and for joining me today have a great afternoon good evening or good night wherever you are and i'll catch you next week bye
Welcome to Reaching Out in the Rose City, a Windsor-Essex Spotlight series featuring regional nonprofits, community programs, and initiatives. Today, we are connecting with Hiatus House. Hiatus House began in Windsor in 1976 with offers a safe environment for women and their families to heal and strengthen. And the shelter is able to accommodate 42 people and a number of community support programs. And what is it that Hiatus House does in terms of building into the community as an organization? So the community programming includes group counseling for women and for men, children's services that are available in the shelter and in the community and in schools for children who are witnessing domestic violence. And the services that we provide to men are for men who perpetuate intimate partner violence. We also support both women experiencing intimate partner violence and also women who have been involved in human trafficking. Our responsibility and our mandate is to service women and girls over the age of being who are experiencing violence. And how does the community of Windsor-Essex support Hiatus House or get involved in meaningful ways? Yeah, so we depend a great deal on community donations, and this helps us to be able to provide items and support to the people that we serve. Uh, donations have allowed us to create safe spaces like fun playground in the yard for children who are in the shelter. It helps us to provide clothing and items, toiletries to women who come in in a crisis situation who may have nothing but the clothes that they're wearing. It helps us to implement programming that we might not otherwise be able to provide. And the public can donate anytime through our website. If somebody's interested in volunteering, we work with volunteers, particularly through our activities like Shine the Light that happens through the month of November. This is a huge public education campaign that helps us to raise awareness on the issues of gender-based violence. It sounds like there are many meaningful ways for folks in the community to get involved or to support, as you said, with volunteering initiatives that take place in November. For more information, find us at www.hiatushouse.com, all one word. And there is also a quick escape button, um, so there's some safety built in. We also have our emergency line, so if somebody wants to dial 519-252-7781, they can speak to one of our crisis workers. And there is also the opportunity to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Hiatus House. For those listening, we are also going to highlight and explain some of the structures of abuse and telltale signs. So many people don't recognize the early signs of abuse or violence that's happening at home. And in an intimate partner relationship, often it happens gradually and it leaves a woman sort of questioning her perceptions of things. It can be subtle emotional abuse that involves manipulation and gaslighting to make her feel insecure and more dependent. Over time, the abuse and control tends to grow and it grows into often greater isolation and uh, it can involve physical abuse. And if your partner makes you feel like you can't make good decisions or, or like you should never be questioning what he's saying or asking of you, then probably not a balanced power dynamic. And if your partner monitors your social media or controls your use of it, whether it's to limit your interactions or to force you to post things that you may not want to post, 
Maybe he tells you that your friends don't really like you, that your family is tired of listening to you. These are all forms of violence. These are all, you know, unhealthy forms of power and control. And so healthy relationships don't work that way. They have balanced power dynamics where we depend on each other for certain things, but it's respectful. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Reaching Out in the Rose City. If you liked the tunes hanging out in the background, that was the song Ladies Instrumental by Lee Fields and the expressions from the album My World.